Hello, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Evan Brand. I'm a certified functional medicine practitioner and a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. I work around the world helping people get to the root cause of their health problems. That could be you, whether it's mood issues, sleep issues, immune system issues, viral issues. I work on it all. I'm very, very blessed to have amazing partners and clients and labs and warehouses. I mean, it's just an incredible machine that's been built over the last decade that's helped thousands of people around the world reclaim their health. If you need help clinically, I'm always available and you can book a 15-minute free call with Megan Gump, my functional medicine practitioner on staff. She's an amazing human being. She helps me run the show. You can book a 15-minute free call with her at my site. You can just go directly. Actually, if you want to go directly to the calendar, you can just do evanbrand.com slash free. That'll take you directly to the calendar. It does require a credit card just to hold the appointment. We don't charge you for that. That's just for accountability because we had a bunch of people that booked up her day and then they wouldn't answer the phone when she called. So there is a card required just to hold it, but don't worry, we don't charge you anything. It's legitly free. And that's mainly to hear what's going on with you. What are your symptoms? How many doctors have you been to? Who helped you? Who failed you? We want to know all that and determine if you're a good fit for care. So that's that. Now we're going to get into today's podcast all about essential oils. And you may not even know this because I rarely self-promote until recently. I'm doing like a product of the week pitch to you guys just to help educate you on what I have to offer. But I haven't talked at all about my essential oil line. We work with a professional essential oil manufacturer, one of the best, one of the world's best, and not an MLM business. So in terms of cost, fraction of the cost but in terms of the quality, just the same, if not better. I can't reveal all the secrets, but let's just say some of the the big wig companies out there, we're using them, and we've seen behind the scenes, and there's a lot of markup. The quality's there, but there's a lot of markup. We can get you something at a fraction of the price just as good. So go on my AuraRoots.com store, and I have a whole section dedicated to essential oils. I think you will love them. And you can check them out. I personally use the Essential Protect. That is kind of my go-to. And you know what we do with essential oils, we're going to dive into that with Jody in just a minute. But what we do personally around the house, we do some topical application. We do some diffusing. But, you know, sometimes I just put a drop in the lid and just take a whiff. I mean, it's that simple. Because we know that the sense of smell directly connects to the brain. So if you need to really pull someone out of a mood or you really need to wake yourself up, getting a natural, not synthetic, getting a real fragrance into the brain can really, really help. So the essential protect is orange peel, clove, cinnamon, rosemary, and eucalyptus. And we have purity tested all of our formulas. They are incredibly clean. All right, so without further ado, let's get into the podcast with Jody Cohen. She's an award-winning journalist who's combined her training in nutritional therapy and aromatherapy to create unique proprietary blends of essential oils that helped her with anxiety, insomnia, autoimmunity. And now she also discusses uh, systemic inflammation, detox, blood sugar regulation, and she's smart. Jody's awesome. So without further ado, let's welcome Jody. Hello, Jody. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me. Oh my God. Always fun to connect with you. It is. It is. All right. So let's get into the mechanism of essential oils because people, me included, uh, I think of, and we think of essential oils as something you 
<clears throat> mix with your carrier oil, you put it on your belly. If you got an upset tummy, you put it behind your ear for this or that. You put it in your diffuser and you sniff it. And that's about as far as my knowledge goes in terms of the mechanism behind it. So give us some insight. What the heck is it doing? Where is it going? How is it getting there? What is it doing once it's in there? Yeah. So what most people don't realize is that oils are the concentrated essences of plants and plants are really what is in our pharmaceutical drugs, right? Like white willow bark is aspirin, valerian root is valium, and it's the oils that really carry the healing. And when they're concentrated, that's concentrated healing. The other thing most people don't get is it's really hard to get remedies into the brain. Like chemo can't be done in the brain because only super small molecules that are fat soluble can pass through the blood brain barrier and get to the brain. This is one reason that um, omega-3 fatty acids are so good for healing the brain. They can actually cross the blood brain barrier. Same with CBD oil, same with essential oils. And the other thing people don't realize is that the fastest route to the brain is the nose. Nose cells are brain cells. This is why cocaine is snorted through the nose because it gets into the brain really quickly. Not only is the blood-brain barrier thinner there, but the um, blood vessels, the capillaries, are closer to the surface. So oils work um, on a number of levels. You know, their chemical constituents are healing. There's tons of research about kind of linalool is the one that people know the most about because it's the part of lavender that gives it kind of the sedative properties, helps you calm down. People know that the aspects of thyme, like thymol and uh, carvacol from oregano, those are really good for antibacterial, antimicrobial functions. So it's the chemical constituent of the plant that's actually providing the healing. And it's the delivery mechanism, the fact that these molecules are super small and fat soluble that allow them to get into both um, the cells and the brain and actually help to uh, correct imbalances. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't think about it. you can't get chemo into the brain. That's pretty interesting. Maybe they'll come up with a liposomal chemo in the future yeah, somehow. Right. Well, that's why, you know, Chris Shade and Quicksilver, his products are so great because he Trojan horses them. He wraps them in liposomes so that they can actually get through the blood-brain barrier into the brain. So are you saying that the best way to get oils in is through the nose because you're able to mm -hmm. get it through the blood-brain barrier? Because topically, yep. I know I feel good with peppermint like if i had a tummy issue i could do topical peppermint and it helped but i'm wondering you're thinking peppermint inhaled may even do more to calm the tummy like in that example peppermint is amazing for many things and i think that depending on how you want to use it like um it absorbs kind of topically and locally if you rub it around your tummy like if you rub it around your belly button in a counter in a clockwise position it'll hit all of these reflex points and that'll absorb really quickly into the area. If you smell it, it helps to get into the brain and it dilates the blood vessels. So that carries even more oxygen and helps you think faster. Sweet. So in terms of immune function, that's like every, what everybody hopefully should or does care about now. What are you doing when it comes to oils and immune function? So cypress essential oil, so we know with this latest immune threat, right, um, we have natural barriers, like our skin is a natural barrier, the blood-brain barrier is a natural barrier, the lung barrier is a natural barrier. And with this particular concern, it's a little bit like, uh, you know, in the story of the three little pigs, it wasn't that the big bad wolf was such a threat, it was that the house was made of straw. 
if you can fortify your lung barrier, make that made of bricks so that it's more resilient, so that anything you inhale stops at the lung barrier, doesn't get into the system and cause any kind of cytokine storm, you're um, going to go a long way to making yourself be kind of um, bulletproof to whatever comes along. So cypress essential oil is a really good one for the lungs. And my favorite place to apply it is right on the clavicles. You can apply it over the lungs, but I like the clavicle point. So just even if you're gently kind of, it's under your um, collarbone, you know, gently massaging that, if that feels a little tender to the touch, that is something you might want to just gently massage a lot. And if you can add cypress essential oil to that, it'll really help to fortify the lung barrier and enhance your immune resilience. There's also a blend that um, it kind of has a story that goes with it. During the bubonic plague, there were thieves that were stealing the dead teeth out of, or the gold teeth out of dead people's mouths and never got sick. And so when they were apprehended, they got a plea bargain in exchange for what were they using so that they didn't get sick. And it was a blend of hot oils, meaning oils that if you were to put it on your arm, it might turn your arm red, it might feel hot to the touch. And it's things like oregano, thyme, clove, nutmeg, cinnamon, all of these oils that have really strong antibacterial, antimicrobial properties. A lot of people call this the thieves blend in lieu to the story. We call it an immune blend, but for example, oregano and thyme have amazing research kind of purporting to their antibacterial, antimicrobial properties. A lot of people think, oh, I should just drink them. Just be careful when you start taking things that kill things, they can kill the good along with the bad. I would not consume those oils uh, internally, but you can certainly apply them on the bottom of your feet. Well, people get a little too carried away with the diffusers. I mean, like you'll go into Whole Foods, for example, or if you go into a little hippie store, they'll run those diffusers 24-7. And just me thinking the way I think about supplements and the way I use herbs and protocols, I'm not just popping pills all day to kill things in my gut. So I want to get your thoughts about these people that are just diffusing 24-7. It just seems like if it's medicinal, you're not going to be putting nutrients in your body all day. It's like just having a vitamin C drip 24-7. I'm not going to do that. I actually wrote a blog about that. I think people over-diffuse all the time. I think ideally you do it for 20 minutes twice a day. I think more than that, you're wasting things. And I think the biggest problem is a lot of people are using these plastic diffusers and they're not cleaning them out. So they get moldy. So now they're diffusing mold. You know, cats, um, anything that you can't naturally detoxify is a toxin. Like vitamin D is actually, a rat poison is actually vitamin D. It's just that rats can't metabolize it. So you have to be very careful. Are you serious? Yeah. What? Yeah. Rat poison is vitamin D? I've never heard this. Yeah. Datis Karazian taught me that. I think it's fascinating. You know, humans can't really tolerate metal. Cats lack certain liver enzymes to metabolize essential oils. So you have to be really careful diffusing 24-7. Dogs are fine, but you just want to be careful using oils around cats. I've read about that. What is what is the what is the deal with cats? Cats are not able to to process the oils you're saying, so then it causes yeah. like a, a die off reaction to them, or what? Or they're just an allergic reaction, or no? It's just it's like metals. You know, we don't really have the capability to process and eliminate uh, heavy metals, so they're really toxic. So we need to use things like. Um, binders and, you know, tools to mobilize them. Cats just lack certain liver enzymes to break down and process essential oils. So it just makes it more toxic for them. Wow. 
Yeah, that's crazy about the rat poison. So it, it talks about, too, how the rat poisons rodent sides used to contain anticoagulants like warfarin, and that would just basically cause them to bleed out internally, I guess, yep. which is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah and, and anticoagulants, that's why they pulled the J&J vaccine, right? Is that because it was the clotting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who knows how many other issues are not being reported, but we'll have to save yeah. that rabbit hole for another day. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about sleep because this is something that I think is kind of trendy when it comes to essential oils. I mean, if I look at the categories of supplements or the categories of treatment options, I guess, for essential oils, the vast majority of it's either like stress blend or sleep blend. How can you use essential oils to improve sleep? Yeah, that's because a lot of the oils, um, like lavender, have these relaxing constituents that can kind of calm your nervous system so that you relax a little bit. I find lavender to be hit or miss. It's like Benadryl. You know, when we uh, took our first red-eye flight with our son, they're like, oh, give him Benadryl. It'll knock him out. What they didn't add is unless it doesn't, and then it makes them hyper. So lavender can either be very relaxing or it can kind of rev you up. The way that I find it works the best for most people is part of an Epsom salt bath. If you take two cups of Epsom salt, one cup of baking soda, and then use the bathtub as a mixing bowl, so add like two drops of lavender, you don't need a lot, and just mix it in before adding hot water. The combination of the Epsom salt, you know, the skin is the largest organs, the heat kind of dilates um, the veins and everything, and, and the magnesium seems to carry the lavender into the body, so it's full body relaxation. That seems to help a lot of people. If lavender does relax you, it's a great thing to either smell, put on the bottom of the feet or the back of the neck before bed. The other ones that are very uh, relaxing are spikenard and valerian root. They can smell like stinky feet, so people don't like those as much. Um, The other interesting research is that blends, like a blend that contains lavender, so somebody that might not have a good reaction to lavender in isolation, sometimes can tolerate it as part of a blend. So there are a lot of blends that blend like citrus, like tangerine can be very relaxing, orange and kind of help to calm the nervous system, help you kind of restfully relax. Yeah. Okay. How about vertigo? If you know anything about vertigo, dizziness, nausea, uh, I had, it it was probably a histamine issue, but I didn't recognize it because I didn't know too much about histamine, but I was having, I was going lower histamine with my diet already, but then I went on a boat ride and I was just getting rocked. The waves were just killing me. And my God, I was dizzy for like two, three days after the boat ride. And now I'm looking into the mechanism of all these different like uh, Dramamine and some of these other drugs that people use historically for like C-Signix and they all work on histamine receptors. And I thought, wow, well, I wonder how essential oils could possibly mitigate or do something with histamine and vertigo and nausea because I think there's a big link and people don't have a clue. They go out on the the boat, they're drinking alcohol, which is depleting DAO and boosting their histamine. Maybe they're doing cheese plates with salami and pepperoni. I mean, it's just a full histamine day plus the motion of the rocking. And it's no wonder that people have vertigo and you think of like all of the the sailors that were trying to come over to america i mean those guys were probably eating a ton of leftover high histamine foods and doing who knows what else and so no wonder seasickness was so widely written about but what what's your take on on this kind of stuff vertigo nausea histamine where do essential oils play a role 
Yeah, my favorite oil to modulate the histamine response is blue tansy, which is derived from actually a yellow flower in Morocco. But when they distill it, it turns kind of a bright cobalt blue. And it's really good. It modulates histamine better than anything I've ever seen. In fact, I've had some people mid-allergy attack, and I put it on the back of the head and behind the ears. And their eyes stop watering, you know, the redness cleans up right away. It's really great for modulating it. Vertigo also has to play, you know, motion sickness and any kind of nausea is often correlated with toxicity in the gallbladder. So um, there's a lot of research that vertigo has to do with kind of vagus nerve signaling. Like if that's impaired, that can make you feel dizzy and and nauseous. And so anything you can do, I have a blend... um, One thing that I really try to do with essential oils is kind of partner what I see in clinical practice with the research. And so, for example, most of the people that I see, their nervous systems are kind of in the wrong gear. They're always reacting like there's danger present and they need to fight, flight, or flee, which is the sympathetic branch of the nervous system. When it's really, they're safe, they're fine, they might have concerned anticipatory thoughts that are setting them into this stress response, but the more we can help people kind of shift out of stress and into the rest, digest, heal aspect of the nervous system, which is really the gear shift between stress and calm is your vagus nerve, cranial nerve number 10. It starts at the back of the head, splits, and is most accessible right behind the earlobe on the mastoid bone. And that's a really great reflex point for applying stimulatory essential oils like clove and lime. If you apply an oil on that point, what it's literally doing, it's a domino effect. So it's stimulating the vagus nerve. It's helping you shift into the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system. And all of those symptoms that you're describing are kind of a combination of um, sympathetic overdrive. Also, what can happen is um, that point behind the ear is a bit of a bottleneck where you know, we have all these toxins in our mouth. The exit ramp for the toxins is your jaw, your trigeminal nerve which drains along your jawline, intersects with the vagus nerve in the neck. And if your lymph flow is congested, the toxins sit too long and they can get uptaken by the nerves and it causes this kind of low level infection that then triggers this sickness response. What happens when you're sick? You need to immobilize. You might not feel well. There might be some swelling. It's all designed to kind of keep you still while the white blood cells can get in help you heal, and then you can get back out there into the world. But if you have a low-level infection in the vagus nerve, which is the information highway from the brain to the body, body to the brain, it's kind of sending the sickness response out, and you're always feeling a little off. You're feeling nauseous. You're feeling vertigo. So what's great about clove, because it's so antibacterial and antimicrobial, it helps to kind of clean up the toxic mess there. So A lot of people think that vertigo is correlated with some kind of pathogen. It could be parasites, but it's often correlated with the neck, which is why it's sometimes also correlated with tinnitus, the ringing in the ear, because it's right behind the ear. So anything you can do to open your neck pathway, uh, either by applying clove and lime behind the earlobe, by applying castor oil, mint oils, anything you can do to move the lymphatic flow, it's basically just a traffic jam that you're trying to clean out. So you're really trying to entice kind of downward movement and flow. The lymph flows more heavily on the left side. 75% is on the left side. So even if you just take castor oil before bed and kind of rub on the side of the neck, around the left clavicle, 
under the left armpit, anything else that you want to layer on, dry brushing, rebounding, just moving your body, yoga, anything you can do to move the lymph and help to clean up congestion in the vagus nerve, that can go a long way to kind of unraveling the problem. Whoa, that's trippy. Is it good trippy or bad trippy? That's good trippy. That's, okay, good. That's crazy. Most people don't have a clue about that. Okay, so let's dive into the lymph for a minute because <laughs> you, you got my brain spinning here. So, you know, I've heard this idea that you can, quote, pump your lymphatic system right above the clavicle there. I've been told that you can kind of gently palpate that area and you can sort of pump the lymphatics around. Now, I've taken a kind of an herbal approach to the lymphatics and I've just been using cleavers and other herbs and tincture form generally to help move the lymph and it's done a, a really good job especially when we're trying to kill Lyme and co-infections I find the lymph is involved I don't think I'm a lymphatic expert by any stretch but I found the herbs to work really good I'm just wondering if essential oils can help the lymph if so how and where do, do you apply it to yeah. this pump area are there other places to, to do this how do we support the lymph yeah. So our mutual friend, Dr. Christine Schaffner, she really focuses on chronic illness like Lyme. And so the neck is pretty much the biggest bottleneck in the body. It's where all of these things overlap and congestion to each other. And just like if you're in the middle row in an airplane between two linebackers, there's no room for you to put your arms on the armrest. You're just kind of inhibited. So the more we can kind of give space, open things up, help the lymph flow. So she did some research with a researcher, Dr. Marco Ruggiero, where they actually took sonogram pictures. You know what they do to kind of show the fetus in vitro? They were taking pictures of the neck, and they were basically seeing how the lymph was congested and kind of bumping into the vagus nerve. And they played with a bunch of different things. And what worked the best was actually topically applying essential oils. Like um, frankincense is the one that works best. You know, different blends that include frankincense are really good as well. But when you topically apply it, because it's kind of right there, the molecules are so small, they get through the skin and they help to, it, it's, it's hard to describe exactly what they do. They move stagnation, but it's almost like um, if you're trying to unravel, my, my daughter had a necklace that was all knotted up the other day, you know, really tight. And I was just like, I just need to give more space so that we can kind of work things out and work things through. And that, when I was thinking about that for the necklace, I realized that's really what oils are doing, is they're just kind of expanding and giving more space for things to, for the toxins to flow out. You know, the lymph becomes a traffic jam, right? They're trying, it's, it's designed to shepherd the garbage out of the body, but sometimes say, say there's liver congestion and liver inflammation. You know, we know that toxins flow from the cell to the lymph, to the blood, to the liver, to the gallbladder, to the gut, ideally to the toilet. But if the liver is inflamed, then it gets pushed back into the blood. Oops, can't hang out in the blood. So it either gets then pushed out through the skin and you have some kind of rash or something, or it gets pushed through the kidneys and you have low back pain and are urinating often. You know, anything you can do to kind of help the lymph flow, but also remember the body is a hydraulic system. And if there's congestion downstream, that backs up congestion. So this is where oils, I think, are really magical because they help to move fluids through plants. You know, the water is in the ground, deep in the roots. The leaves are sometimes hundreds of feet in the air. It just helps move fluids. So if you can help make more space, alleviate congestion, break up all those little traffic jams in the body, it helps with the drainage and making sure that the bad things get out and the good things get in. This is epic. Hold your microphone like this because it's scratching on your shirt still. 
It should, if you just darn it, I know if you okay. just keep it like this, though, it should be better. I'm so sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm like the high maintenance technical person. That's okay. okay, that's okay. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is really putting some very interesting pictures in my head. I'm kind of visual visualizing this as you're talking me through it here. How down south could affect up north. You're mentioning the gallbladder issues. You're mentioning potential liver, kidney stress. And I'm just thinking of all the toxic people with whether it is heavy metals or whether it's mold toxin. We know like mold toxins definitely affect the kidneys. That's one of the big mechanisms of okra toxin, which comes from aspergillus is it's definitely going to affect the kidneys. And that's why I was up four or five times a night to go pee. And I did take some kidney supplements to help. I did some astragalus and some other herbs to try to help my kidneys out. But really detoxing the mold was was kind of the root of it. And I'm just picturing now how my lymphatics, I've probably had a backup there too with the mold and that could be causing some of my symptoms. So the frankincense you're saying, that sounds like the really key item, or maybe like you said, a frankincense blend on the neck Yep, and castor oil. Castor oil is great for anything lymph-related. It's mussy, so you might want to. Some people like to put it on the bottom of the feet because then it helps with the downward pull, putting it over the liver, over the gallbladder, um, you know. And herbs are are great, but, you know, it's kind of like if someone said to you, oh, I think I want to lose weight. I'm, I'm trying to decide maybe I'll exercise or diet. And you're like, why don't you do both? So if you're taking herbs, you're ingesting that, and that's working from the inside, but then if you're topically applying oils, it's just hitting it from another angle. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So tell us about the more your... more you layer on... Tell, tell us about the book because you mentioned something about like October, but on Amazon, your book's already on there. So is your book already out? Is it not out? Is oh, there... my book my, my book came out March 16th. Um, I'm doing a new summit that's going to go live in October. That's what it is. Okay, so I'll be on the summit yeah. and I forget what yeah. it's called. Tell me the name of it again. It's resilience roadmap, and basically, it's this idea. You know, my um, I, I have two children. My twelve-year-old son was killed in a car accident in August of 2018, and his surviving sister basically looked at me and said, "You, I need you. You cannot fall apart." And so I said, "Okay, I have my marching orders, but you know, the information that exists on grief, the Keebler Ross model, is really designed to help you navigate your own death." not to deal with the death of other people. So I didn't really have a roadmap. So every day I'd wake up and I'd make my best guesses. And then every night I would keep a journal of like, okay, you know, I don't know why I did this crazy thing today and that seemed to really help. So I should keep doing that. Or um, I was really surprised. I thought this would make me feel better, but it made me feel horrid. So I'm never doing that again. And I just kind of kept trial and erring it and finding my way through. And then when I because I'm curious. I'm like, God, I wonder why that worked. That's so weird. And I would always find really good supporting evidence. So my goal is, you know, this is such a topsy-turvy world right now to really help anyone who's, you know, their, their default mechanism, maybe they used to go see movies and movie theaters aren't open or they'd go to the gym and now they can't really go to the gym. I want to give people tools to help navigate uncertainty. Ooh, whoa. This is attractive. I mean, you've got massive increases in anxiety and depression. You're seeing children that are being masked having massive, massive increases in you know, all sorts of psychological problems. Suicide rates are through the roof. I mean, people, like you said, they've lost their coping mechanism and their nervous systems are so stuck right now that they literally can't even see out of this. They can't even yeah. see 
any other way to live because their nervous system is so stuck. And the media is partially to blame. I could go on an hour rant about that. But I mean, we saw that big leak from uh, Project Veritas about CNN and how they were promoting the fact that the COVID numbers were, they called it gangbusters for ratings and how if it bleeds, (laughs) it leads. And the stuff that we've known for decades about the media was finally exposed by one of their own admitting that, hey, if we can increase fear, we increase ratings, we increase profit because of more advertising of big pharma on the network. So long story short, the media is partly responsible for this because you have people that are trying to just become educated. They're trying to get, quote, the truth about what's going on in the world, but instead they're getting something that's going to heighten their amygdala. It's going to make their amygdala grow. It's going to make their amygdala more sensitive. And now they're stuck. They've been running from the bear. They don't need to be stuck. That's So bringing it back to the book, the book is Essential Oils to Boost the Brain and Heal the Body. And it's really five steps to use oils because what I found, especially with grief, is that I was so quickly overwhelmed and too much was too much. Like I would cap it at three things. Like I can take in three pieces of information right now. So if people are listening and they only take away one piece of information, when you're feeling overwhelmed, that is your nervous system is stuck in the wrong gear and you can gear shift by topically applying an essential oil behind your earlobe. That's where um, your vagus nerve, which is the gear shift, is the closest to the surface. So in the book, what what I was really hoping to do, I think um, oils have been kind of misunderstood. So it's three parts. The first part is really explaining what oils are and how they work. So that people are like, okay, that's not, you know, witchcraft. I get it. That makes sense to me. The second part is going into detail to explain the five areas that I think are the most out of balance with the people I'm seeing. You know, most of them, we touched on all of them. They're either stressed, they're not sleeping, they're not draining. So if, if your toxins, what people don't realize is that toxins trigger the immune system. So if you're not, if the garbage isn't being let out of the body, the immune system has to respond to that and that creates inflammation. And the other two things are energy and kind of immune modulation. But if we can get those five systems in balance, a lot of the symptoms fall away. A lot of the, you know, even people that are chronically ill, like these are kind of the foundational pieces that need to be addressed with Lyme. Like, yes, diet is important. Yes, lifestyle is important. But if you're not sleeping, you're in stress all the time and the garbage isn't leaving your body, it doesn't matter that you're eating the perfect diet. It's kind of like trying to bike uphill in the highest gear. You're only going to get so far. You have to gear shift certain things to really be able to pick up speed and get momentum. And so that's where I think oils are easy because, you know, they smell good. They're pleasant to experience. It's not like trying to get your kid to eat kale. You're just putting something on the bottom of their feet or on your own feet. And once you see how quickly, you know, they get through the skin into the brain, they have such an immediate response that people are like, oh, that was easy. I can do that. So it's really just empowering people with natural ways to kind of gear shift them so that they're sleeping, so that they're not overwhelmed and anxious all the time, so that they, you know, are actually having bowel movements and the garbage is leaving their body. Just like really easy things. You don't need to do a whole different diet. You don't have to change, you know, what time you eat and what time you sleep. You just need to make these minor, you know, it takes literally two seconds to put an oil on your skin. That's all I'm asking. And little tweaks with a big impact. Sweet. Okay. So just to clarify, if someone needs help downshifting, the best thing to do, try to help that vagal tone. We're going to go behind the ear 
and you're mentioning some blends, which we'll talk about in a minute. But if we were just going in isolation, Lyme or what was the other one? Oh, any autoimmunity, any chronic illness, 100%. The main problem with health today is that we're literally stuck in the fight or flight state where resources are allocated away from rest, repair, and function. You know, your blood is routed away from your organs of digestion to your arms and your limbs so you can flee, which is great if there's a tiger chasing you. If you're actually trying to adjust, absorb, and assimilate your nutrients, it's really like not efficient. Yeah. So it was lime oil and what was the other one? You mentioned two. Cl- cl- clove and lime. That's combination right. combination of clove and lime. And, and you would say those are the parasympathetic supportive yeah. ones. Well, what, what's interesting is clove is super stimulatory, but it's chemistry, right? It takes like 20 minutes for clove to get through the skin. Lime has super small molecules. So when you combine the two, you get a very stimulatory oil that gets through the skin very quickly. And then if you're adding a carrier oil, pick fractionated coconut oil, which is coconut oil that's been processed to stay liquid at any temperature, because that actually works like a really fast hit acupuncture needle. But also the constituents of clove, this constituent eugenol and lime, delemonin, they also help to kind of um, detoxify the vagus nerve. So if there's any uh, congestion, think of it like a bottleneck in traffic, you know, it helps to kind of unravel and clear that up. Sweet. That's very cool. And then we're going to try the frankincense or like a frankincense blend could be great for the neck, for the lymphatics. Are there any other go-tos? Like if you're cypress for the lungs that's right that's right the cypress and are there anything else like if you're going to take a trip and you know there's going to be some stress on the trip what else might you bring with you the the blue tansy for histamine responses especially if you're traveling and staying in hotel rooms because you never know if they're moldy you know and if you start to feel like if (laughs) i broke out in hives one time but usually the reaction is you get a stuffy nose or something uh, blue tansy is a really good one. We have one called histamine balance. You just put it behind your neck, behind your ears, and you usually feel better immediately. Cool. Like right where the hairline meets the neck, right in that area? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Sweet. And and that's a good one too if you're um, being required to mask up. I, I put a little bit of that in the mask because it makes it smell better. Ah, okay. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Well, uh, let's talk about vibrant blue oils for a minute. Thank you. Yeah, it's a company that I launched in 2012. And basically, uh, I do oil, I create only blends of oils because all of the research I've looked at shows that when oils are used in combination, they seem to synergize and, and do a better job. And I recognize that blending can feel overwhelming and complicated. So in the new book, I give all the recipes. If you have a bunch of oils in your house and you like to blend yourself, I've got you covered. I give all the recipes in the book. If that feels more overwhelming and you want a done-for-you solution, I have um, all of the blends already made for you for you to try. And I really do try to make it kind of easy to wade into and and learn more. you got to send me another kit, Jody. I don't know what happened. You gave me a box of it. I know you had the parasympathetic one in there. I don't know what happened amongst the shuffle of us moving or what, but I don't have them and I need to try them again. So you'll have to hook me up. I'll, I'll send you everything that we talked about. Just uh, shoot me your best mailing address. All right, cool. Let's make it happen. All right. And, uh, we'll put the links too in the show notes for people so they can check out the 
oils. They're awesome, very high quality. I've had clients use them and they're like, this is better than the multi-level marketing brands. So that's always good to hear. And well, and I know you test everything. We we really, I mean, that's the one thing I don't talk about. I think organic is important because these are concentrated essences of plants. And if you're concentrating pesticides, that's not necessarily something you want in your system. Oh, 100% agreed. And I'm going to be on the summit, so that'll be a great event. And I will have the link to that. I know when I publish this podcast, it's probably going to be a bit earlier. I probably won't wait till October to to, yeah. to publish this because this I, I don't want people to wait. I think they need to be listening and implementing some of these strategies now. So for those that are like ready, October might be a ways away still if you're listening to this they, in the they summer. Can, but. They can come. Um, you know, we'll give you a, a really great link for people to try the oils at a reasonable price, and then they can hop on my email list, and we'll just remind them of the summit. Okay, cool, 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 awesome. Is there anything else you want to share? Um, the only other thing is. Uh, one of the tricks that I learned about um, selective inhalation, so if you're feeling anxious and overwhelmed, if you're having an anxiety attack, that is the right frontal lobe of the brain that's kind of overreacting. The right side is called the ruminator. You know, we have different hemispheres that do different things. And there's a whole branch of chiropractic that focuses on how to kind of um, balance the brain. And so this uh, functional neurologist, Titus Chu, taught me that if you are having an anxiety attack, what you need to do is smell something through your left nostril. It can be anything. It can be you can peel a tangerine and smell the peel because that's where the oils live. So just use your right thumb, plug your right nostril, smell anything through your left nostril, three to five breaths. That will stimulate the right forehead, right frontal lobe, balance the two hemispheres of the brain, and nip the panic attack in the butt. And as someone who's prone to anxiety, I can tell you firsthand it works. It works really well and really quickly. Wow, excellent. Anything, it doesn't matter. Peppermint, eucalyptus, lemon. Yep, whatever whatever you have in the house, whatever you like. It's better if you like it. It's great for kids too. You know, COVID Zoom calls, tests, anxiety, panic attacks, really great. Wonder if you got no kind of smells with you. You're stuck on the airplane. You got a nasty guy who smells like BO. Do you just block the right nostril and sniff his BO through the left nostril? <laughs> you know, that's so funny. I have never played with inhaling things that I don't think smell good. Um, probably, but I, you know, if, if you have the option to smell something that you enjoy, I think that would be better. Okay. That's incredible. That's a very good strategy. And I'm partly just making fun of the situation because anxiety attacks are no fun. And I've had those when I had gut infections, I had anxiety all the time. So I know there's a huge gut anxiety connection too. just so a reminder, if you people are struggling with this stuff, get your gut looked at because for me, my anxiety was so bad. And once I cleared out my H. pylori, my parasites, my anxiety was like, psh, 90% better. So I think there's a huge, and you might, you might be able to fill us in, but I think the mechanism has got to be some kind of a vagus nerve thing, right? These yes. parasites and pathogens are making toxins. They're creating a, yes. a danger response to the system and mm -hmm. it's ongoing. Yeah. I mean, if you think about what anxiety really is, it's kind of revving up your system so that you can stay alive and respond to danger. So yeah, anything that it can be gut microbiomes, it can be a mold exposure, it can be a heavy metal overload, anything that's basically kind of putting your system in the danger response is going to trigger anxiety. Wow. Well, Jody, it's always great to talk with you. Every time we talk, I'm like, why don't I talk to her more? We're going to have to do this like once a quarter or something. 
I would love that. Count me in. All right. Sounds good. Well, we'll send the uh, show notes that will have all the links for the oils. You can check those out for the summit for Jody's book, which is available everywhere. It's on Amazon as well. You've got a ton of five-star reviews racking up for it. So great job. Thank you. All right. Well, take good care of yourself. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed that podcast with Jody. As I mentioned in the beginning, check out my Essential Protect We have an essential love blend, too, that you might love. So check those out. We have a limited supply. We don't sell a ton of those because I don't promote them. But there there is a limited supply available. You can check it out on my site, auraroots.com. I hope you try it out. Let us know what you think. I've had many clients email and say, hey, look, these oils are better than the multi-level marketing companies. And I paid like half or maybe even a third of the price I would have paid for a comparable blend with these multi-level marketing companies. You know, obviously, they have to work in the profit. So the company has to make profit the upline, right? The lady who sells it to the other lady who's buying it from the other lady, they all have to try to work in their profit. So then you get just a grossly inflated, you know, $70 bottle, which should be like 20 bucks. So that's how it works. You probably already know that, but there you go. All right. If you need help clinically, once again, reach out. My website, evanbrand.com has all the details. Megan Gump is on standby to chat with you about your symptoms. We'd love to help you out. There's a full list of conditions and symptoms I can help with on my site. So look through it all and hopefully we can help. All right, take care now. Bye-bye.